Good morning, it's January 20th, and this is To My Liberal Friends. Congress will return to Washington next Monday, and the topic of the day will be raising the debt limit. What this means is that the U.S. government has reached its limit on how much money it can borrow. And to give you some perspective, in 2012, the national debt was, was $16 trillion. Ten years later, we basically doubled that amount with a national debt of just over $31 trillion. And the last time we had to raise the debt ceiling was 2017. Well, this morning, Gene Sperling, a White House advisor, and I should point out that Mr. Sperling has been advising Democratic presidents for decades and has a certain mindset that he doesn't change. Well, he was interviewed on TV and made it plain that President Biden has no intention to negotiate with Republicans on this issue and expects Congress to simply raise the debt ceiling. He then went to the normal Democratic scare tactics by saying Republicans in Congress want to cut off your Medicare and Social Security. Now, he knows that's not true. But Democrats hope that if they say it enough, enough people will believe them and side with them in this debate. But Republicans have made it very clear, and they've stated it, that entitlement spending, Medicare and Social Security, are not the spending items they're discussing. In the past two years, Democrats in Congress, at the urging of the Biden administration, have spent over $5 trillion. And they show no signs of slowing down on government spending. Republicans, who now control the House, and then acts as a block to be Democrats being able to have a blank check on spending, they've made it clear that discretionary spending has to be reduced. Mr. Sperling brought up the notion of a balanced budget as another scare tactic. Nobody in the Republican leadership has said they want an immediate balanced budget, but in the back of their minds, they have to know that that concept is an ultimate goal, as they should. In fact, even Democrats should want to balance the budget, but they don't show any inclination of doing that in the near future. I worked in Washington, D.C. for 42 years. Like anyone who has worked around the federal government, I know that you can cut 10% of discretionary spending without anybody feeling real pain. There are many things that we spend money on that we like, but we don't, have, don't need to have. And that's just like real life. I'd love to go out and buy a brand new uh, Tesla right now, but I have to look at my budget and decide whether or not I can afford to buy at this time in my life. Each of you has to make similar decisions in your life. Neither you nor I have the ability to just print money to buy what we want. But this is what the government believes it has, the ability to print and spend it on what they want. And Democrats in Congress have embraced that concept for way too many years. Now, we can keep piling on this debt year after year, but eventually the chickens will come home to roost. This year, it will cost $400 billion to pay interest on the national debt. Think about that. What about the programs that money could be used that would actually benefit the American public? Think if we could put $400 billion additional money into infrastructure or education or even health care. The Congressional Budget Office estimates that the cost of interest on the national debt will balloon to $1.2 trillion in 10 years. That's a debt we're passing on to our children and grandchildren because we're unable to stop spending on things we want today. Do you think it's fair to them? And I've said on this podcast that we need to cut spending as well as raise revenue. I've suggested a few ways to actually raise revenue by raising certain taxes on the ultra-wealthy in this country. Now that may, may sound like heresy from a Republican, but I think can be done with very little pain. At the same time, we have to cut spending and we have to cut it now. The tax that I've suggested be raised is a top rate that was reduced from 39.6% to just under 37%. This only affects taxable income for a married couple filing joint return, income that's over $693,750. Think about that. 
that doesn't affect many people in this country, and the amount of the tax is insignificant to them. Those tax rates are set to expire in 2025. Anyway, so let's raise the top rate now. I thought it was a mistake by Republicans to put to reduce that rate and gave the Democrats a talking point. I also want to comment on the scare tactics being used about Medicare and Social Security. The Medicare Hospital Insurance Trust Fund, according to a report by CBO and the Trust Fund Board, will become insolvent in 2026 and no longer be able to fully cover the cost of beneficiaries' hospital bills. That should be an alarm bell to Democrats that reform is necessary. They need to quit trying to scare people and start addressing the reality of the situation. And I've outlined what I believe is a partial solution to both Medicare and Social Security reform in previous podcasts. But to sit on your hands and do nothing, as many Democrats seem determined to do, is abdicating their responsibility to the seniors in this country. So when some Democrats talk about Republicans wanting to cut your benefits, you should be asking them what they plan to do to fix the problems and why they're not willing to sit down and get a bipartisan agreement on solving the problems facing both Medicare and Social Security. So finally, yes, we have to solve the debt limit crisis. Congress has until May or June to raise the debt limit or even the extraordinary measures being used by Treasury will run out. But this is a bipartisan issue. And sticking your head in the sand and saying you will not negotiate shows that you're more interested in scoring political points than solving the problems facing the nation. Do you hear me, Chuck Schumer, Akeem Jeffries, and Joe Biden? Listen. Start negotiating. This has been To My Liberal Friends. Thanks for listening.